First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long fucking time, and I've been working on it for a while. Hello, podcasters. Welcome back, or welcome to I Don't Care the Podcast. I'm your girl, Alexia Stefano. As always, it's always me. It's always me. And I love when it's not just me, but it's not always, it's not usually me and someone else. But I love when it is. They're usually the most fun podcast episodes. But you're stuck with just Alexia. And I'm wearing a really, really cute top underneath this uh, for the people on YouTube. You can see. But it's just freezing fucking cold. And so my sweater is staying on. I did my makeup and everything. I was like, oh, today I'm going to look cute on the podcast. And uh, it's it's too cold. It's too cold. And it is a long sleeve top. And it is kind of thick, but it's still too cold, so I stay in it. I stay in my sweater. Let's get into our listen bitch affirmation. First of all, hi everyone. How are you all doing? I hope you're doing fantastically well. I... I am doing well. I'm doing fine. We're surviving. I'm surviving. So that's that's all you can ask for. Listen, bitch. Your pet thinks you're a queen. Your pet is right. <gasps> your pet thinks you're a queen. Your pet is right. Or a king. Oh, my bedoinkers. No, that's really good. And it's so true. Like, to Luna, I am the Holy Grail. I am her world. I am a goddess to my dog, as she is to me. She is beautiful, a goddess. Everything about her is perfect and correct and right and lovely. And I know so many times like people say, I want to love me the way that my partner loves me, or I want to be able to see me the way that other people see me and understand the beauty that they see and yeah that that would be really cool like i would love to look at myself through the eyes of other people just to like see but through the eyes of your pet especially because there is no greater love than the love that your dog has for you truly no no greater love than that love and my dog really does believe that i am a queen so why the fuck shouldn't i think that i'm a queen too it makes logical sense i'm here for it i'm here for it i think it's important for everyone to feel like a damn queen king just feel so good about yourselves when you can like when you notice yourself feeling confident run with it now don't become cocky because 
everyone hates cocky people. I mean, terrible. Especially, um, I notice it a lot with, like, guys or just, honestly, people in general who start to work out and, like, feel more confident in themselves. It's a beautiful thing, but too many people take it too far and turn that confidence into cockiness. And once you do that, you become unlikable again. So you think that before your workout journey, you were unattractive and unlikable for those reasons, whether they be true or not, it doesn't really matter. And then you start to work out and you start to gain confidence. And you're in that sort of middle period where you're not confident yet, but you're getting more confident than you were before because you're starting to like yourself better. That kind of period of time is is usually the best because you're not cocky, you're not overly confident, you still are humble and appreciative, and you know your place. Um, And so that's like a good mix because then it gets to cockiness where you worked out, you're, you, you think you're now a different person because you look different, you look more how you wanted to look, which is great. Uh, but then your confidence has fully turned into cockiness. And now you're too, um, you're just too confident. You are like annoying about it. And then you become unattractive again. Not because now you don't look the way you wanted to look, but because your your cockiness makes you unattractive. And so for people in that period, always stay humble. Remember, there's always someone hotter than you. There's always someone better than you. You're never number one. And with that, you should be able to Still be confident, but not cocky about it. Because how annoying would that be, right? To like work so hard, feel good about yourself, and then find out you're too cocky, nobody likes you because nobody wants to be around people who are so me, 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 me. Look at me, look at me, I'm the hot one, blah, 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 blah. That then all your hard work and self-love journey gets thrown in the garbage because you took it too far so don't take it too far don't take it too far and that's not just for the gym bros or the gym girlies like it could be skincare related to you had acne you worked on your skin and now your skin is super clear and you feel so beyond beautiful which is fantastic and that's how you should feel you should feel almost a level of cockiness, but you should still be humble about it. You should want to feel the most confident in yourself, but you don't need to let the whole damn world know that you are the best. Now, don't get me wrong. I love, I love to do that. I love, I love it. I can be cocky sometimes, but I feel like I'm a sat, like a satire kind of cocky where I'm saying something, and yes, there's truth to it, but there's also a jokingness to it, um, which I like. So just find your middle ground. 
believe you are the person your pet knows you to be. And that's a good way to live life. Look at that. I like that. I never really, like, I would always think, hmm, Luna, the way she's staring at me right now, like, I wonder what she's thinking or if she's like oh my god my owner is so beautiful look at those big brown eyes and that hair and her skin and i love giving her kisses on those lips like i <laughs> i'm always like what is she thinking and the things that she might be thinking are the things that we should be thinking about ourselves as well and the way we look at our pets and feel about our pets is a good idea of how is how of how Jesus they feel of you even more probably so love yourself be confident don't be cocky and be patient and willing for what i don't know that's your bucket list, your vision board. Make vision boards. Make them. It is January. You guys have time. There's actually never a wrong time to make a vision board. Um, the one I just made is a 2024 vision board. So it's kind of encapsulating all the things, not all, but lots of the things that I would like to accomplish within this year or begin my journey on in this year so it is just a good thing to have and sort of look at and remind yourself of like oh those are the things that i want to do so do them so make a vision board or a pinterest board or i don't know do something so you can be reminded of your dreams goals but also you can write I am amazing. I am beautiful. Whatever the fuck you want to write. You can do affirmations and stuff. So we have some things that we're going to talk about. And they're about me. And they're about my toxic traits. And <laughs> since we're talking about confidence, it can be... Like I said, taken too far that it does become a toxic trait. But I don't think I'm there. And I don't think I'll get there because I'm self-aware. One thing that I notice about myself is through all the toxic things that I wrote down on my list of my traits or things that I just know about myself that aren't like say the best I'm very self-aware about it uh you know you don't have to tell me I probably know so I thought it was going to be a fun idea to talk about some of those toxic traits the ones that I can think about um because we all have them and like I said I'm self-aware so I notice mine now this isn't a long list it's quite short to be honest so I'm sure I'm missing things or maybe there are things that other people might see as toxic and I'm like that's not toxic at all that's just my personality 
we're going to get into this list and I'm going to break it down for you all. And we're, we're going to see, is Alexia a toxic bitch or is she just an amazing human with some characteristic flaws, just like everyone else? We're going to see. All right. My toxic traits. Number one. Ah, yes. I have the tendency, and by tendency, I mean I do it all the time, is I finish people's sentences or I just cut people off. And I notice I finish people's sentences a lot. If they go, um, I'll finish their sentence for them. If they take a minute to pause and think about what they're going to say, I will finish their sentence for them. If I get even a small inkling that they're searching for a word, I will finish their sentence for them. More often than not, I finish people's sentences. Now, I can't tell you how many times I have finished sentences and people say, no, that's not what I was going to say. And then they proceed to say their original statement that they were on their way to say before I cut them off in the first place. Or even better they say that's not what i was going to say and i cut them off again and i finish their sentence again and they're like no that's still not what i was going to say let me talk and i go okay 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 i'm sorry i'm just i get so excited to like hear or like know or guess what people are going to say it's like a game within myself i'm like oh i can finish this person's sentence and it's going to be right Usually it is right, but a lot of the times they say, yeah, but no, or no, that's not it, or yeah, I guess, but I was going to say more like this. I love to finish sentences, and yes, I'm constantly, constantly cutting people off. I mean, I don't know how many times people are saying something, and I am practicing active listening, but I'm failing tremendously at it because I'm also thinking about what I'm going to say next to the point that I get so excited to say what I'm going to say that I just cut people off. I just do it. I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm hearing what you're saying, but I have something that I'm itching to say and you keep talking and so I'm just going to say it. And is that good? No, it's toxic. That's toxic, especially because... I don't love to talk all the time and when I'm in a mood to talk it's hard to get me to stop so it's it's I'm one of those people who can talk forever truly I can but so many times I'm just not in a mood to talk at all at all and so I confuse people and that's another toxic thing I confuse people because yes I can talk for days and sometimes I like to but when I don't want to all I want to do is listen I don't want to respond I just want to listen and sometimes I don't even want to do that depending on who you are so when I'm in a listening mood the other person usually gets a little confused because they're like oh like your now's your turn to talk or they rely on me to then be the one to talk because 
I can and I will, but not if I'm not in a mood to talk. And so I would say that's another toxic trait is that I'm, I'm not usually in a talkative mood, even right now. I'm not in a talkative mood, but I will because I'm recording a podcast episode. And that's literally the job requirement is to talk. So when I am in one of those moods, I usually just ask as many questions as I can and leave the big chunk of dialogue for other people. Or I say, I'm not in a mood to talk right now. Or if we're outside... I'm not going to talk in the cold. I hate doing it. If we're in a car, I hate to talk in a car. I hate talking in a car. Hate it. Maybe that's my number one place I hate to talk. The car is for silence. No, not silence. It's for listening to music and jamming out to music. It is not for conversations unless it's a parked car. A parked car, I'll talk. A driving in motion car, do you want me to get a migraine? Do you want me to get motion sick? Because that's what you're going to get if you want me to have a, a full-blown conversation in the car. Is you're going to probably get me with a migraine or nauseous, wanting to vomit. I guess we can even add that to the list. A toxic trait of mine that I have no ability to control is my migraines. I get them all the time. I am pretty good with living with them, actually. But there are some that take me out. I've gotten pretty used to the feeling of migraines that I really can coexist with them. But then some of them just really are like, oh, yeah, you know what a migraine is. So we're going to just amp it up by like 100. And it is completely completely debilitating to the point where everything bothers me every my my like eyes being closed and like my brain if I'm in one position for more than like 10 seconds my brain starts to hurt then I have to switch and switch and switch so I don't have power over my migraines but I'll say it it's toxic for me it's toxic for me and because it's toxic for me, it becomes toxic for other people. Um, so yeah, finishing sentences, cutting people off, and not getting it, like not being in the mood to talk are things that really piss people off. And I'm sorry, but I'm not working on it. Like I'm not that I don't feel like I need to improve on that, um, even though, yeah, it's toxic, but I don't feel it's important enough to work on. Sorry. Another toxic trait of mine is getting mad at people for things that I also do. Now, this one I should work on. Um, but like I said, we're not here to make this a therapy session. We're just here to talk about things that are, are toxic about me. And yeah, one of those things, a big thing, is I tend to get annoyed at people, mad at people, frustrated at people um, for doing things. And then I'll turn around and do the same exact thing. But it's different when I do it, obviously. 
obviously. Because when I do it, it's, it's warranted. When I do it, it's okay. But when other people do it, it really pisses me off. Uh, and I'm trying to think of some examples here. I guess... Like, I get mad at people for pointing at other people because I'm like, guys, pointing is rude and, like, we don't want them to think we're talking about them. But then I'll turn around and be like, that person over there, you see them? And I'll point. So that's that's not good. Um, I get mad at people for... Mm, I can't think of any examples, but I do this so much. This is probably the top of the list for the thing I do the most besides not being in the mood to talk. Mm. I guess like I'll get mad at people for saying something, but then I'll turn around and say it or no. Like this is not a toxic trait of mine is forgetting everything and never having examples for anything and you know this happens a lot this happens so much where i'm telling someone a story or something that pissed me off and they're like oh like give me an example and i'm like i no take my word for it just take my word for what i'm saying because examples don't exist in my brain okay next thing is Never asking people questions about them. It's true. The only time I will ask people questions is, like I said, when I'm not in a talking mood and I don't want to talk. And so I'll say, like, oh, tell me about, like, the craziest thing that's ever happened to you. So then someone has a story to tell me. And then when they're done that story, I'll ask something else that will then spark a long answer. That's the only time. I care to ask, mm, the only time I will ask people questions. And it's not that I I care to do it. It's just so we're not in silence. Because I don't like silence. I, I never ask questions. I never ask questions. Why would I do that? I like to talk about me. And... If you ask me a question, I'll usually throw it back at you. But to muster up my own questions makes me feel like I'm doing podcast interviews. And I love to do a podcast interview because I've prepared questions. I have a formula of how things are sort of going to go and a structure. But when I'm just having a conversation with someone, I don't want it to feel like work. And that's usually how they feel for me. Even if it's going smoothly and or, or even if it's someone who I can be in silence with and they ask me questions like, oh, how was your day? I don't want to ask it back because I'm not in a conversation mood. If I'm asking questions, it's because a conversation must be had, has to be had, or I'm willing to have. If I don't want a conversation to happen, why in the world am I going to ask questions to prompt a conversation? That makes no sense. Why would I do that? Why? Why? 
And this ties into my next toxic trait. I have a hard time caring about people's stories or what people have to say. And, you know, this is probably something that needs to be worked on for real in therapy is caring more and being more considerate of other people. But I genuinely, genuinely do not believe that people care as much as they pretend they care. I think everyone is an actor, okay? And when you say, what are you doing in school? There is no way you actually give a fuck what that person's doing in school. You are just trying to alleviate awkwardness. That is my true feeling on conversations. I think people just talk to avoid awkwardness, silence. I don't believe people actually give a fuck about what anyone has to say unless you are like in a relationship or you're a mother or something like that where like you love that person so much that you actually care I don't feel like when I've been asked like oh what do you do for work that you actually want to know what I do for work you're just trying to fill time and so that's why I don't ask people questions um, or want to hear people's stories is because I don't give a shit. And I don't mean that to be rude. I just am not lying about it. And I think everyone is lying about it. I think people are completely fake. And so when they ask questions and when they have conversations that are usually super service, uh, surface level, nobody actually cares so i don't want to waste my time doing it i don't care to participate in it i'd rather walk away respectfully walk away of course but walk away or just end the conversation as soon as i can because there is no point to me to have a conversation that none of us want to be in like truly think about all the times you've asked people what do you do for work? What do you do in school? What are your hopes and dreams? Uh, how was your day? How was work? How was school? Did you learn anything? When you ask these questions, do you actually care for the answer? Or are you just filling time? When you are asking the question, and then you're listening to the answer. Are you actually listening to the answer? Or are you just trying to prepare a next question or thought? Or did you ask a question specifically so then you could tell a story about your life? Which I do all the time. It's my go-to. But you're, you're certainly not asking these kinds of questions because you care. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. And because I don't believe it, that makes me care less. So no, I won't ask questions in a conversation. And if people ask me questions in a conversation, I get annoyed as well. Did Coco hurt you? Come here, I heard you. I heard your little scream, Luna. So that is another toxic trait of mine. And you know what? 
call it for what it is it's toxic yes i know but i don't think i'm wrong for it i think my logic and my reasons are very valid when you know you're in a conversation especially you can feel when you're in a conversation and both parties don't care to be in it really you have to ask yourself what am i doing with my time what am i doing with my life why am i here why why now it's not often that i have genuine heartfelt important conversations with people because a you're not close with them to be on that sort of level of depth b you're not in the mood you're not comfortable you don't want to be vulnerable yada 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 or c you just don't give a fuck and me all of the above all of the above like with my best friends yeah we'll get there sometimes you know but it's just so much work to want to have such an in-depth conversation where you're so fully engaged and you care tremendously about what every word that they have to say like that does not happen often it happens but not often and certainly certainly not with surface level questions so no don't expect me to ask you questions or hold a long conversation with you because i don't care enough to know about the boring shit and even if you're telling me something tragic i'm still having a hard time listening and caring and that might make me a bad person but we're not here to bash me we're here to acknowledge my self-awareness really at the end of the day that's what we're here for so moving on Another toxic trait of mine is always being cold. Now, as you guys can tell, it really is a thing of mine. Constantly, always, I'm cold. Pisses me off. I'm cold now. I was cold last week. I was cold the week before. I'm cold all day. I'm cold at every point in my life except in the middle of the night. At that point, I'm sweating. But otherwise, I'm always cold. And it's, it's a toxic trait of mine, I'd say, because when I am so cold, I don't function the same. When I'm so cold, I'm another level of sassy. I'm another level of annoyed and frustrated simply at the fact that I cannot get warm. And I like to be warm. I like to be comfortable in my body temperature. So when I'm cold all the time, I cannot perform life at my fullest rate. So it fucking pisses me off too. That's a toxic trait. Again, that I can't control. Although I feel like if I gained weight or had like better vitamins or something, that maybe that would help. But I'm not in the market. Okay, another toxic trait of mine is moving every five seconds in my sleep. I swear to you, I'm moving more than half of the night. It's just me moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, on my back, on my belly, on my back, on my belly, on the side, on the other side, 
oh, let me go on a diagonal. Nope, nope, Luna's there. Okay, let me move around. Like, it's a constant rotation of my body just moving. And it pisses my dog off. Fair enough. She's sleeping and all of a sudden I kick her and she's like, oh, the fuck? So I'm always moving. And when I have sleepovers with people, I feel bad because I'm always moving. And I feel like every time I move, I'm waking them up. And so when I do sleep at other people's houses, I try to limit myself to move like five times in the night or some shit. Like I really try to limit how many times I move. And then I end up not sleeping because I'm not comfortable and because I'm so conscious of moving that every time I move, I notice they move. So my trick I've learned is when other people are switching their position is when I go because they're like kind of already awake at that point. They're moving already. So it's like I will wait hours for someone to move so I can move. And in that time, I am making tiny, tiny, tiny shifts in my body so that it's not one gigantic movement. And it's painful and it's annoying. And on top of it, if I have to pee, which is another toxic thing that my body has been doing lately, is having to pee in the middle of the night, which I hate. And so if I am trying to not move and all of a sudden I go, fuck, I need to pee oh my God, that really means I'm going to wake someone up. So I am trying to like, I'm, I'm trying to do everything in my power to be comfortable to sleep or go to the washroom and leave the other person alone. And every time I wake up, because at some point I fall asleep and I do get a good night's sleep usually. But every time, no matter who it is, I can always tell that I moved so much, they're annoyed. Not that they're annoyed at me because, like, I think they were sleeping and they couldn't tell why they were restless, but it's usually because I was moving so much that they couldn't sleep. Always. Or some people have complained, not to me, but, like, to my mom or something. They're like, she moves so much. I know. I know, and I'm sorry If I could change anything about me, it would be that. I would love to be a one-position-style kind of sleeper, but I'm not. It's just... Literally, I'm like a rotisserie? Rotisserie? Yeah, rotisserie, right? Pork, but like me. Just like constantly going in circles trying to find a comfortable spot. It's tough. It's hard work. I wake up so many times in the night just to switch position because I'm not comfortable. Okay. Another toxic trait of mine is never knowing references or TikTok trends or TV shows or movies or actor names or any celebrity. I know a lot about a lot. And yet, I know nothing about everything. So, it's a hard pill for me to swallow. But recently, for the past few years, (laughs) people are like, oh, you know this thing, or you know this person, or you know this TV show, or you know this meme, or, or trend, or whatever. And I'm like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. 
or people will make a joke and I won't laugh because I won't get the reference. Like it's really toxic because it's toxic because I am I am missing such a big part of pop culture that just naturally everyone knows and I don't know and I'm that one annoying person that doesn't get the joke and then everyone has to explain the joke or I don't know the TV show so then they have to explain everything about it because their reference is no longer valid in my presence because I don't know what they're talking about or when people make references to actors or quotes that was said in anything I won't know I won't know I won't know and it's a problem and I'm trying to work on it I'm trying to be more of a TikTok girly this year um, and get some of the references in fact I even I even referenced a TikTok trend yesterday with my best friend we were talking and I said I really feel like an orange right now and then we got in a long conversation about the videos we've seen and like the different reactions we've seen of different boyfriends being like yeah of course sweetie do you want me to run to the store or some of them being like I'm not gonna what you think you're a queen you think I'm gonna peel this fucking thing for you hell no it's been it was fun to like be a part of something like I didn't do the trend but it was fun to say it and and actually like I got it like I said something and they knew what I was talking about and I feel so bad for all the people who say something to me and just see a blank face staring at them and they're go they're like fuck now I have to explain explain or they just go never mind you don't get it or usually if someone says something and I don't get it I go TikTok and they're like yeah and I go ah sorry so I'm working on that that's the only toxic thing my only toxic trait that I'm working on is references knowing more references knowing more trends knowing more pop culture things I'm working on it it's not easy but I'm doing it um another toxic trait of mine is knowing all of my toxic traits and not wanting to better myself yeah I'd say that's another one (laughs) I don't care though because like honestly most of these are just funny like they don't actually matter and it's just characteristic traits of myself we can't always be good we can't be perfect so yeah if I don't care that you have a story you want to tell me I'll listen to it I just probably won't be fully engaged but I will be able to recite it back to you and I will be able to ask you follow-up questions if that is where the conversation has to go I am equipped for the job I just don't I lack the, the care I lack the empathy the compassion and I don't miss it like I don't have those things and I don't feel like I need those things Another toxic trait that I don't think is toxic, but other people think it's toxic, and by other people, I mean my mom, is that I don't like hugs. I don't like um, 
like touchy touchy feely feely from family I don't like it like I don't love that we have to give hugs and kisses every time we say hello and goodbye gosh I want to rip my eyes out I hate it but that's that specifically I feel everyone feels like if we collectively just said we're going to stop doing it I don't think anyone would be mad except maybe like my mom and the grandparents. I think everyone would be like, yeah, that's a good call. Let's stop. But no. No. And if I were to make that suggestion, I would probably get yelled at because that's not culturally appropriate. Is to not give hugs and kisses when people come over when you go to people's houses when you run into someone on the street when you are meeting someone out in public it doesn't matter if you're meeting an italian you give a hug and you give a kiss it's the worst so that's probably where my annoyance started to be honest um but Specifically, what my mom hates is that I don't like to give goodnight kisses or hugs. I don't like hugs at all. When she hugs me, she'll squeeze me and I usually keep my arms to the side. And she goes, you know, you could hug me. Uh, you know, you could you could squeeze me a little bit. But I hate it. And I don't think that's wrong. <laughs> it's just like she's not used to that. And my brother is very much like her. They love a hug. Why do we got to do all this? Hugs mean nothing. They mean nothing to me. They're just like a waste of time. Ugh. I like touchy-feely from um, like specific people. Like uh, Hiwat, for example. I don't mind resting my shoulder on her or linking arms with her. Or, you know, if we're on, on a bus or a sky train, we'll like cuddle with each other. That fine but I won't do it with Cassie my other best friend so it's like certain people fine I don't mind it in fact I actually prefer it but majority of people unless you're in like this very tight-knit selection I don't want hugs I don't want kisses I don't want you to even touch my elbow I don't want you to like pat me I don't want to god I will never hold hands I don't want to hold hands ever. I'm a linking arm kind of person if we have to. But my body is mine. Let's not pop my bubble. And it doesn't mean that I love you any less. It just means that I don't fucking like it. And the way you love it is great. And I respect that. But I don't need to take part in it. So no, 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 no. You know what? This isn't a toxic trait of mine. What's toxic is the people who think it's toxic. There we go. Let me flip it around on ya. It's not toxic that I don't want to give a hug. It's toxic that you think it's toxic that I don't want to give a hug. Mmm. I gotcha. So that's like um, my list of things that I think are toxic about me. And again, it's a pretty good list like I don't think it's anything to make people run away but I'm sure there are things that my mom or my brother or you know people in my life would love to add to this list and go ahead you can text me tell me what I missed 
oh, that's another toxic trait of mine. I will never respond to a text message ever. Like if you are not my mom, if you are not my brother, if you are not Hewat or Cassie or my agent or my boss, you will never get a text message response from me ever. Like don't expect it. Expect like, you know, when you when your email goes into the junk file, when you send me a text, it's like it goes to the junk file. Just assume that because I will never respond. And yeah, that's a toxic trait. I'm fully aware of that one. Um, but I'm not willing or in the market to change. So suck it up and move on. If I don't answer your text messages, it's nothing personal. I'm just not in the mood. And I will never be in the mood. Because you're not of those select people. You can become one of those select people, but it's really, really hard to. And it's not an elite group because I'm not anything special. So um, I don't care if I'm in your quick response list or not, unless it's an emergency, which if it is an emergency, text emergency, need answer ASAP, and I will do it. Yeah. So those are things about me that are toxic. But we can go on and on and on about the things about me that are not toxic and lovely, in fact. Um, let me think. My brain. We've got a beautiful, creative brain. I love... I love... I'm good at, um, you know, my jobs. I'm very passionate. I'm... I'm I'm a considerate person in my own ways. I love giving gifts. I love getting gifts. I love I'm a good thing about me is that um I'm loyal. That's a good thing about me. Uh you tell me something and it's only going to go to two people. It's not going to spread around the universe. It's just you tell me something in confidence and only two people will know about it. So that's a good thing about me. Um, and the two people, I mean, are my best friends. Because, you know, when you tell someone something in confidence, you just have to know that whatever you say, and really this is, this is a rule. Now, I don't know if guys do it, but girls do it, okay? So listen up. Every girl has specific people that they share everything with. For me, it's Cassie and Hewat. So you tell me something in confidence. It really will stay in confidence between me, Cassie, and Hewat. They're not going to share your business to anyone. Except maybe then their group of people. You see, but then their group of people don't actually care because they don't know you. And so... It's never going to spread and it's never going to get back to you or become a thing. But every person that you tell some a secret to that is a female will 99% tell one to two 
or three, however big their their group is that they trust with their whole life, they will know. So, just so you know, if you tell me something, Cassie and Hewell will know. Always. And their people will know. But the thing is, is like, their people is also me. So, if someone tells Cassie something in confidence, I will know it. And then whoever else she tells everything to will know it. And that's kind of like girl code um, or just like best friend code. So um, just thought you should know that I'm super loyal. And so are my people that I share everything to. And they know everything. They know everything. Like I've had times where my mom has whispered something around Hiwat. And I go, mom, like she knows everything there is to know about that situation. Like, you think I'm going to keep it from her? She knows everything. She knows everything. Um, or same thing with Cassie. Like my mom will whisper something and I'm like, ma, she knows. Why would she not know? She knows everything. Um, even things that people are like, really, please just keep it between me and you. I will for like a day. But you got to tell your people. So just know that. Although that, I shouldn't have said anything. That should have stayed a secret. Oh well, I'm being nice. Okay, I'm bored of talking now, so I think I'm going to go. Um, last thing, if you are someone who is hating on yes and, there's something seriously wrong with you. And I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to say that. And lastly, let's give the biggest most appreciated love and round of applause to Iowa Debrie for all of her fucking wins for the bear for best female comedy actress lead support no lead 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 uh she is killing it she deserves it nothing fills my heart more than watching her success it um yeah, it's an, uh, it's an unexplainable feeling to watch someone that you appreciate so much on such a deep level uh, who doesn't know who you exist, doesn't know that you exist, um, to watch them succeed, there's nothing better than that. So congratulations, Io, and congratulations, Rachel, for Io, because let me tell you, when Hewat gains success, I should also be congratulated because that's my girl. So congratulations, Io, but also congratulations, Rachel, for your best friend's success as well. Yeah. Alrighty, everyone, I'm gonna go. So thank you for listening. Uh, don't hate me because of my toxic traits. Love me because of my toxic traits and also my good traits. Alrighty, everyone. Bye. <laughs>